This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Smith and Sniff, the podcast, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and sometimes staying at home. Welcome to Smith and Sniff. I'm Johnny Smith. The other person is Richard Porter. Hello, Lincolnshire. This is London calling. How are you? London calling. Da, da, London da, da, calling. Da, da. I know. It's, uh, it's a lovely day here in our nation's capital. Sun is shining, but on the wing, as spring arrives, it's it's quite delightful. Um, to, it was uh, delightful. To poke one's head out of the back door into the garden. No further, of course, but uh, still quite pleasant. Saw a woodpecker this weekend. Oh, gr- green uh, or on, on a tree. green or lesser spotted? Uh, it was like a black and white. That's one. a lesser spotted. Is it okay? Are they more rare? Yeah, I think they are in this country. The green is seems to be the most commonly spied. Here, here yeah. in England. So it's like I, I kind of I saw the Saxo VTS of woodpeckers, <laughs> uh, but it's more more common. Very similar to see a VTR, but uh, but of course the 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 lesser spotted sold in fewer numbers. It's it still troubles me that the VTS is a higher ranking car than the VTR because it doesn't sound right. Like Civic have the Type S or they had the Type S, and the R was always yes. higher. But no, Citroen went. Do you know what S is going to be the most special? R is good. That's a good point. Yeah, it's just bobbins. Because it's just a well-known fact that uh, I think R is the sportiest letter of the alphabet. I think it's sacred in Japan, which is why is very fast motorbikes have at least four R's at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ZXR, R, 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 R. And there was that little Daihatsu, um, the Avanzato TRRX. Yes. That might have had another R somewhere in it as well. It's just huge. Which was an hilarious car. I See, I love the excessive R's, but I've never quite, and I'm sure a listener will know, I don't know the true definition. Is it like the, the number eight in China, where it's just really lucky and amazing? R, is that in, in letter form? I don't know. I don't know. Does it look like another, like a kanji symbol in Japan that makes it good? I don't know. Or yeah. is it just, is it just a pure chance? But it, now you've pointed this out to me. Well, hang on. A, a capital R. A capital R looks like someone perhaps doing a karate kick, like a a character of someone doing a, a really, really strong kick. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the reason, but but it might be. I'm just trying to think of other Japanese cars oh. with an R in them, how it, it denotes. Oh, there's, there's loads. You know, excellence and sportiness and things and civic type r oh, yes that's right yes. the nsx um, r was part of that um and that was very ultra car um yeah then nissan gtr and um the diazo avanzato trr oh there's other r's um who else do 
Um, did Toyota do any R's? Oh, no, Toyota, because they've got the, the TRD. Oh, yes. Um, do they... Um, or maybe we don't know it yet, but they have the TRRRRD. The, the R in TRD stands for racing. Is it possible that yes. all the Japanese car makers have just latched onto the idea that R means racing and therefore is the sportiest model? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's totally it. In the same way, I guess Ford have got the RS and. Well, yeah, which that, know, but then. The Germans have got the RS. That's rally, well, though, isn't it? The Germans, rally. Porsche would say it's Ren Sport. Uh, which is racing okay. sport or race sport. Which is a small, small hedge-bound bird. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, is it's it an not? extremely strange cartoon character from the 90s. <laughs> but I would also... See, because Ford would say it's rally sport and rally with an E for reasons that I don't quite yes, understand. Yes, rally with... Rally. It's very, very foreign and... It evokes, um, I don't know, a little bit more excitement when it's Rally with an E. Yes, but Rally with an E to me also sounds medieval or sort of Middle English. Rally. Like rally. What, like, was Sir Walter Rally? Was he no, with an E? No, he spelled like Rally Bicycles, as in the Rally Chopper. Well, that's just wrong. Um, I want Sir Walter Rally to have been <laughs> R-A-L-L-Y-E. Famous historical <laughs> figure, Sir Walter Rally. Spelt the same way Ford spell it, and he's got a blue zip-up nylon anorak on it with a massive Ford logo on the back. <laughs> oh, all right, love. Just been out exploring and shit. You know what I mean? That's that's what happened. He didn't bring back potatoes. He brought back um, YB blocks yeah. and <laughs> um, a third injector and other remap things. Your Majesty, Sir Walter Raleigh is outside. What does he want? He says he's brought back a larger turbo from the colonies. That's right. <laughs> Send he's... him in. So, Walter, we hear you. We know you brought potatoes. Yeah, but this one's amazing. It's not just potatoes. It's a super chip. And when you have a super chip, honestly. But that's why he on brought the ro- back on the rollers. Wait a minute. He brought it's... back potatoes so he could have chips. And he brought back tobacco so he could have a fag while he was razzing around in the uh, sporty Ford that he had yet sadly to invent that's how the story falls apart I suppose but. <laughs> so what Sir Walter Rally Sir Walter Sport, though, is a, a Ford owning <laughs> time traveller who loves potato based products <laughs> he fetches up alright love so where can we get decent chips around here I'm sorry I, I don't know what chips are well you know potatoes cut them up fry them potatoes what do you mean ah oh, for fuck right Give me a ship. I'm going out there. I've got to go get him. Yeah. Fetch me a ship. He's starving. All right, listen. Hey, can, I, can I catch a fag off someone? What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. fag. Can I scab? Can I scab 10 Bensons? I'll be back in 13 weeks. Next, you'll be telling me you don't have tracksuits. Oh, fag it out. Did Sir Walter Rally invent my man made fibres? Very much so, yes. He, he travelled to the Americas, found cotton, and then immediately lost interest in it uh, and just came home. <laughs> And started making uh, polyester instead. I'm just not interested in cotton, no. and potatoes are boring. So what I've done is I've heated up tar and dropped them into tar. What what is this? Uh, what is this this fabric here? I mean, it's it's breathable. Why would I want that? Where where does Walter Raleigh hail from? Well, Essex, obviously. Brent Brentwood? Uh, no, he's got to be a bit more coastal, hasn't he? Because he knows how to sail, or maybe he learned how to sail just so he could go off and get um, chips oh, and fags. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's very much a coastal, <laughs> coastal Essex, so South End, somewhere like that. He'd be South End. What's the other one? Clacton. Uh, is Clacton in Essex? Clacton yeah, on probably. Clacton Lee, on Sea. is like the sort of hove to South End's Brighton 
because it's next door. But yeah. It's uh, it's always said with a with a, an actually after it. Leon C actually. I think what Walter Raleigh li- lived in the now quite deprived uh, town of Jaywick. <laughs> but of course, back then it was it was it was a vibrant place. It was a bit like Miami. Jaywick. But um, yeah. Where's Jaywick? And is it pronounced Jaywick, or most... is it one of those places actually is it pronounced Jack or Jerk or something? Oh, well, oh, well, I think it is Jaywick, but it's 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 it consistently comes top of the most deprived parts of, part of United Kingdom. Oh, and it, it it's a very I'm fascinated by it. It's a it's a, it was in the fifties, late forties, post war. It was um, a little jolly seaside town uh, village. With um, with with some holiday homes and a nice honest beach, and for some reason it's now become a place where people that get evicted from council estates for being too aggressive and disruptive all over the country get put in Jaywick. How weird! Why? Yeah. Why does the coast attract trouble? What, uh, why I, the British d- coast particularly I, yeah. attracts? Just sort of, it's like there's always a sort of simmering amount of aggro in a British coastal town, isn't yeah. there? I never understand why. Because usually being, Out of being season. by the sea is, is kind of calming somehow, but it's always kicking off by the sea. It's just bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's more recreational drug taking by the sea, like out of hours. You know, like... Um, out of hours drug jo- taking. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't... It's just... If you need drugs well, after 7pm, please call our out of hours drugs hotline. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is... A British seaside town, they are a bit downtrodden in places. And I think out of season, when, you know, the the, the, the money from the, the visitors is down, it does become a bit murky. It becomes... I feel there's murkiness. Very murky. Very, yeah. very murky. Skegness, bit murky. Yeah. Great Yarmouth, Ooh, quite, murky. quite murky. Margate, As you go still along, murky. I know they keep saying it's up and oh, coming. Oh, Margate. Up and coming, still murky. Um... What's the next Up and coming means you can get a funky coffee, but you still might get axed. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like, have you ever been to Whitstable? Very pleasant, but there's a vague sense that there might be quite a lot of heroin going on. Um, It's just because it's by the sea. Sea equals skag. But why, though? Like you say, skagness. Do do people that live by the sea and are a bit skanky, do they ever, ever go in the sea no no i think it's one of those I don't things think they're interested in the sea once you have something you, you stop i think people <clears> who don't live near the sea go oh my if i live by the sea i'd be swimming in it all the time when you actually live by the sea you just go there's the sea saw that yesterday as well yeah it, yeah i think you're absolutely right i think i, I wish that was the case with arab princes that they, they 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 have so many really expensive cars and then they buy a gold-plated version of the expensive car but even that's a bit boring so they just go oh do you know what um i've just noticed that the gardener's got (laughs) a mark three fiesta i'm just gonna buy it off him and just nail it around and suddenly find joy in it that's way better than any koenigsegg i've ever driven you know i was thinking exactly this this week because um you know, I, I'm quite into watches, and I've got quite a few sort of old mechanical watches and some newer ones. And but I just put on the cheapo Casio digital that I bought for twelve quid 
a few years ago. I saw. Before we went to film the Top Gear Bolivia special in the rainforest, and I suddenly thought, oh, I don't know what it's going to be like out there, but I don't want any of my nice watches to get buggered up, so I'll just go to Argos. And they hadn't, they'd sold out. Uh, they sold out of the the, 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 the F91, you know, the sort of famous digital watch, the, the, the one that, like, terrorists wear and stuff. Then got those. So I, <laughs> what do you mean the one that terrorists well, no, wear? The F ninety one W is that sort of the standard Casio digital watch. Uh, all of the nine eleven terrorist timepiece. All the nine eleven attackers wore it because it's so cheap yet accurate that you can oh my you gosh. can synchronize watches. And that's not PR for Casio. Well, no, because at all. wearing one of those watches then became a signifier of one of the sort of you know red flags for potential terrorists amongst US and other security services apparently anyway they'd sold oh out of that gosh. one so and it, I bought the the next model up which has a better a better illumination thing it's got a really good bright you know the, the standard digital watch has got this sort of like tiny little kind of batteries going torch effects that's sort of half illuminated oh, yeah. screen this one's great yes so anyway I've spent a week now more than a week wearing 12 Yours quid. got Indie Glow. Yeah, uh, Indie it's Glow. not Indie Glow. It, it's, hang on, look at it. It's written on the face here. It's, I remember it when that came out. Illuminator on the face. Electroluminescence. Anyway, it's dead. Quid. I saw on social media you, that you'd put your poverty Casio on. But that's almost like your your your, your horology reset, isn't it? It is. And do you know what? Re- yeah. There's loads to recommend it. It's really light. I keep forgetting I'm wearing it, which is quite nice. I was doing a load of gardening this weekend, not caring whatsoever if it got bashed or splashed with water or got soil on it which you know i'd have taken a nice watch off just for sake of not knackering it yeah and this was like don't care could do anything like i might plunge my hand into a watering can for no reason except that i can and um <laughs> but what i've realized is i suddenly thought you know what this is like this is like you know i've got i've got a few nice watches not sort of super flash but i've got you know fair i've been sort of gathering things for years so it's like having a sort of solid collection of nice-ish old sports cars and, and then a few sort of modern like a, a modern 911 or something and then yeah. getting an 800 quid yaris and going oh hello this is yeah this is where it's at and uh, right now i'm thinking i don't i can't i can't imagine the point which i'm going to switch to a different watch because i just i'm just enjoying this i'm enjoying how unfussy it is it's also um i know it sounds ridiculous but it tells the time really well because it's a digital and it's quartz <laughs> Because some of these sort of, like, I've got quite a few seventies mechanical watches, it's, and they're lovely, but they don't necessarily keep the best time all of the time. And it's like suddenly I know exactly oh, no. what the time is. Um, no, I got a funky one for my thirtieth, um, <clears throat> with like a rote. Ro- it's it's almost got rotating cylinders. Oh, I know those. Uh, it's a yeah. seventies yeah. Swiss eccentric movement thing, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it loses about six minutes a day. Oh God, oh, that's. Yeah, that's I really mean, it's nice. appalling. I've I've got yeah. one of my favourite old watches from the seventies. Uh, actually, gains time, not a lot, probably a minute a day, maybe two, but that's fine. That actually, I don't mind that because it just means you're never late for anything. But when they run back, it's just like ah, yeah. Sorry, I'm late. Yeah, I have a very expensive piece of jewellery that doesn't actually perform the single function that it was built <laughs> for. So um, <laughs> yeah, because right. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, so there we are. Yeah, no, I have a thing, but you know, your point about it's like uh, you know a, a a prince in Dubai suddenly driving an eight hundred quid Yaris and going, well, now this is great. I'm enjoying this more than my Koenigsegg or my Carrera GT or what have you. That's that's where I'm at yeah. in a sort of poor man's version with watches, and it's nice. 
it only, it's liberating. But it only takes one. It only takes one person of influence to remind others that they, that it's okay to do that. In the same way that if Brad Pitt went on Instagram this afternoon and showed everybody how to clean trainers, <laughs> people will go. People go, oh my gosh! Like if Brad Pitt's cleaning trainers and like taking pride in, or, or I don't know, stitching up. I don't doing the doing the hems on his trousers because they came on adrift, people would be like, oh, that's cool. Brad Pitt's mending and making do. And he's a stickler for but hems, I, isn't he, Pitt? He's a... Oh, he's... Yeah, he does like a good hem. I would but like yeah. it more if Brad Pitt caused a sort of... A, a, an influencer-style flurry if he just put a picture of himself on Instagram absolutely troughing on some potato waffles. <laughs> He's always and an eater, suddenly, though. We've said this before. He's, he's an eater. He, he likes to eat on camera in films. He's a, I don't know why. He's, he's often he? eating. Yeah, you look at all the films he's in, he's often seen eating. Is that showing off? Because I've been told that like eating while acting is really difficult. Well, it's difficult for continuity because you probably have to difficult have three continuity. of it. Yeah. I said, yeah, you're absolutely stuffed by the end of it. But also, <laughs> just because you can't, you can't like absolutely cram an enormous forkful of roast beef with some potatoes and carrots and <laughs> as well, into your gob, just as you're required to go. But wait, what if the professor wasn't lying? Oh shit! If you go, yeah. What's <laughs> you're so in you such trouble? <laughs> what? Oh yeah, you, you, you can't. Uh, it doesn't it can't work. Be done. So you've got to be quite quite skilled about your. But at the same time, you don't want to put like a you know a sort of a single pea in your mouth because everyone will go. No one eats like that. That's weird. You've got to. So actually, eating while acting is a skill, and it's obviously a skill that Pitt's got in the same way that Tom Cruise always runs in his films for some reason. I think because he's just quite good at running. I think he just he's very enthusiastic at running because he he runs in a distinct way, doesn't he? The mm, same as yeah, um, yeah. Mel Gibson always had before Cruise, I guess, had a, a, a set run. Very um, pumpy armed. Yeah, Gibson was also good at running um, with with Cuban heels on, which I think is hard, <laughs> really hard. It's no, like that's a, acting, and 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 so is um, my wife's favourite, um, Keanu Reeves. He in 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 the original Point Break, which I watched again a few weeks back, just because it's great. Um, he does run at quite full tilt in Cuban heels on on a hot Californian tarmac, and and I'm thinking it's not a great deal of grip there. It, this has reminded me of an idea I might have pitched to you before for a hard-hitting, gritty uh, police drama called Flip-Flop Cops. What? Uh, about two two maverick policemen. Uh, they don't play by the rules. They do their own thing, but they get results. But also, they both wear flip-flops. <laughs> and it makes running after suspects really difficult. They're not very good at driving sometimes. There's a lot of clutch slipping <laughs> going on. And um, obviously they can't sneak up on people because they make a bit of a sort of slapping noise in quiet warehouses. But so the stakeouts respects, are quite hard. The stakeouts are crap, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in all the respects, the flip-flop cops do get results. That's brilliant. I, well, I, I'd, I'd like to see that, especially some troublesome clutch control going on. <laughs> what are you doing? It's jammed under the pedal! I, I used to not be able to drive in flip-flops at all. I, I can now drive in flip-flops certain vehicles. Uh, I don't tend to do it, but um, one car that's really impossible is my Dodge. It's The Charger is it's too it's too physical for flip-flops as a three-pedal. It's... It, it, you end up getting in a world of, of discomfort. I couldn't. I don't drive in flip flops. I find it. I just don't. I just don't feel entirely in control. Um, yeah, you're always on the ragged edge. I don't like driving in bare feet either. I don't think. Oh, that's, that's just a fool's game. 
Yeah, exactly. But then it just means that you've got some kind of dual shoe strategy when you're on holiday. And there's a lot of, <laughs> oh, let me just take my trainers off and put my flip-flops on. And then coming back from the beach, and you've got to put no, sandy no, feet that's, into trainers. I'm not, I'm not, I'm certainly not advocating that people go for the, the driver's espadrille. But I, because they are, <laughs> I find that they're the socially unacceptable shoe. However, yes. well, you hang can, on. What about Crocs? They're even worse. Oh, Crocs. Hmm. I mean, Crocs. What Crocs have got over espadrilles is waterproofing, so you can True. you can go rock pooling on a beach, for example, uh, or I don't know, walking out into um, a sea urchin strewn beautiful ocean and swim with Crocs on. Can't do that with espers. You could try. I bet no, they'll absorb too much water. They'll uh, be Gibson really heavy. Gibson, Gibson, he's got the leg strength to compensate for the <laughs> fact that he is inexplicably swimming in espadrilles. Well, and then he realises that the salt, the extra thick soles of his espadrilles are actually made from um, that, uh, what, oh, what's that stuff called? Silica gel. That just absorbs, <laughs> <laughs> absorbs as much moisture as possible. So their shoes go from being 200 grams to being 13 kilos. He's basically wearing like... Victorian diving boots by the time he <laughs> he staggers back onto the beach. Yeah. My computer's just flashed up with um, an item that's on your watch list is ending soon. Guess what it is? Um it is a rear seat squab for an Austin Allegro. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ordinarily... It would be a car. It is actually something which I just couldn't believe what I saw. It's a Tornado military surplus drop tank, 18 feet by 3 feet. Buy it now, 795. What? It is an 18 foot long tornado. Like a fuel tank for a fighter jet. Tornado jet drop tank, which the guy is selling in Blackburn for 795. And he's just put. 795 pounds? Yeah, he's put. Be one of the few people in the world to own one. Just released from the MOD. <laughs> believed yeah, to be Tornado. Yeah, spec of materials from someone who used to build them in the 80s. Made from L163 Duralumin sheet and L168 block. Painted with Greco etch primer and military spec lemma part. I mean, seriously, aero camouflage. Two of them are loaded onto a trailer. Bit of a struggle, but not that heavy. Make a great oh belly God. tank single seat race car. I've even and seen that's them polished. That's why you're watching it. 
because uh, yeah because i keep looking at it going what could i do with that what could i reshell i know i don't like mx5s what no i I've, I've i'm sorry i i don't really like the look of an mx5 and i never have done about you but you must have driven them yeah and i've always found them to be I have a brilliant chassis. I've never particularly liked the engine. They're okay, but they're not brilliant, and I can't stand the look of any of them. So wow. the best thing for me is to buy a small amount of MX-5s and just remove all of their bodies and put something more interesting on. And then it will drive like an MX-5, but it isn't an MX-5 that I have to look at. So that's what I want to do. But it would be the old fuel tank from a tornado. I mean... Why not? How big did you say it is? It's 18 feet by 3 <laughs> feet. It's very narrow. <laughs> I think I might have to get my ruler out and check my MX-5 I, specs. I, I think well, it no, might not work. Think, I've driven MX-5s quite a lot, and I remember that none of them were 3 feet wide. So maybe <laughs> oh, the axles may project I've got a little outside of the body. I've got an idea. Go on. <clears throat> no, I've, I've, had a, I've had a better idea. A Honda Goldwing. Honda Gold Wings get easily written off if you just drop them at five miles an hour because they've got loads of bad fairing on them and you know extra lights and yeah, seats and they weigh and like a ton or something. And usually the sort of yeah portly retiree who's bought it can't quite put exactly. It back. But they, but the thing about Gold Wings is they have an absolute honey of a flat six engine. Ah, okay. So the Gold Wing has a beautiful little engine, typical Honda brilliance. But I don't like the bodywork uh, of a um, a Goldwing. So, could you make an eighteen foot long by three feet gold, <laughs> Goldwing, which just happens to be a polished? Oh, no! <laughs> just happens on, to be a on, polished. Hang on, hang on, back this up. Are you still proposing that your motorized tornado jet fuel tank has two wheels? Yes. How? Where? Where yes. are your legs in this equation? Are they able to? pop through the they're bottom in, they're in, they're, of it or every time you stop does it roll over like a woodlouse and, and you have to sort of no. it again no i'm gonna i would lower i would hollow out the center section and lower it quite quite close to the ground mm. so the front wheel is hidden it can fully turn left and right but it's hidden within yeah. the tornado military jet drop yeah. tank and the rear wheel's obviously hidden and i'm sitting inside it in on, on a very comfortable Goldwing seat, but you can't see the Goldwing frame and you can't see the Goldwing bars. Or maybe you Wait, can see no, the bars. another question. Where's your head? Is your head poking out the top of the tank? I think my head is poking out. I think so. And I would wear... I'd, I'd wear a white... I'd wear a white top, top Gun style outfit with some mirrored tinted aviators, and I definitely wouldn't look like Freddie Mercury. Mm, see, I no, wait, so, no, hang on. I think what you should do, you should have a, a door somewhere in the tank so you can get in. You sort of you, you get in and climb on board, and then you pop your head in a crash helmet through uh, just a crash helmet sized hole in the top. So as it goes along, all you can see is it's sort of it looks like a child's toy basically with a with a helmet that you would normally press down that would make something happen. A helmet mounted on top of the tank, like an action toy. Yeah, exactly like an action toy. So you, well, that's what I'm going to do. Can, I, we need someone to sponsor us. No, 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 no. So no that sorry. we can just, just, do that. Mm. Um, 
It'll have two seats, Rich. You I'm can go pillion. And answer, trust me, on a gold wing, that would be amazing. I want to make something quite clear uh, at this early stage of the project. <laughs> I am not interested in getting on board, either literally or in a more sort of spiritual way. Um, but I would very, very, uh, very, not, I cannot overemphasize this enough, I would very much like you to have a go at it because it sounds like it might be quite comical. I'm going to put the link on the... I feel like I've got to share the link with people so they know I'm not fibbing. It's no, I'm real. Look it up. But it's I, in. I, I, I mean, I do, I'll email it I, I'd never heard of belly tank races until I went uh, to the US to do some filming about, well, probably like 20 years ago, and met a guy who still builds them in Southern California. And they're quite cool, aren't they, those belly tank things? And I think that they're, they're a great idea. It's the typical repurp- post-war repurposing, you know, taking what is an expensive piece of military surplus. Was that the story, wasn't it? That they had just after the war, they had loads of these extra fuel tanks that fitted to the bellies of aircraft. They just had loads of them spare, and they were selling them off cheap, and people bought them and turned them into cars. Yeah. That's, the, that's the sort of gist of the backstory, is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's, <clears throat> it's clearly they're scrapping a lot of tornadoes now, so have at it mad people of the world with a spare Honda Goldwing. How big is the engine on a Goldwing? I know it's flat six. What capacity is it? Well, the older ones were 1,600. I think they are now 1,800 cc. They're really, honestly, I have gone down. When I was at the Tokyo Motor Show year before last, they released the new Goldwing engine, which is, I think it's 1.8 flat six. And I was transfixed by it because there was a cutaway in a case next to the bike and i thought why is this engine not in a small car because it would be unbelievable it's light it's revy it's smooth i don't i'm not interested in a suddenly a three-cylinder turbo k engines bollocks i want i want a honda goldwing motor memory serves it's brilliant uh the car writer ljk set right um may he rest in peace he wrote a thing for car magazine years ago where he designed his perfect small sports car, and it was pretty much that, I think. It was like a tiny really? little sort of, yeah, really, really small. It was basically, and it was way before the Smart Roadster came out, but what he, he designed was essentially the Smart Roadster, but I think with a Honda Goldwing Flat 6 at the back. Oh, my gosh, I did not know that. So, I, well, yeah. I've just looked at this link you sent me to this bloody tank. Holy yeah, mother of... I've just forwarded it to you. It's a lot lower... Um, and longer than I thought. I mean, it basically looks like a sort of torpedo. I was imagining something quite it does, fast, it, it, like the old belly tanks from the US were, but this is... It's quite big. It would cover a bike. You could lower it over a motorcycle, couldn't you? Um, yes. Yeah. I don't... So what I mean is you could dro- ride down the road a str- what looks like, you know, inside a, a, a missile. Quite cool. <laughs> Sorry, I've just scrolled um, down to the bottom of the ad. <coughs> Um, and it's just—it's a brilliant bit of eBayese. It just says they are a bargain, so please don't waste my time. What's this? Make a great—make a great addition to tow at shows behind your Land Rover or other military classic vehicle. Oh. As this was my intention. If you want such a vehicle, see my other listing for a just released from the U.S. Air Force Dodge Ram van. Well, there. Should we get him to throw a Ram in? For an extra few hundred sheets. I'm not sure I'm that interested. Satum, not messing around. Yeah. <laughs> We're on COVID nineteen is don't about. Mess, don't let's. I can see the ram behind the behind the tanks in the picture. There's no way the Dodge Ram. I think the Dodge Ram was sold, which really surprises me because it's just a complete kidnapper. Who wants a Dodge Ram? 
in Britain. In the UK? Yeah. Well, nobody It immediately should, just says, really. there's something wrong with you. It's just weird, isn't it? It's like, there's no <laughs> need for that. If you, want, if you want a van, buy a Transit or a Transporter or something. If you want yeah. an American car, buy, buy but, an American car. Buy a Corvette or, a, or I don't know, well, anything else, really. If you're just that <laughs> craving just a V8, buy, anything. buy a freaking giant stag. I don't know. Just why do you want a V8-powered left-hand drive murderer's van that much? It's just <laughs> weird. I see them on the A1 now and again um, as the military police, you know, with the MP uh, logos on. All right, well, they're allowed here. them, obviously, um, but... Cruise in between air bases, but it is a bit freaky. It's a little bit, you know. <clears throat> I was looking at um, some some discussion points that I must have written down ages ago, and I can't remember if we've ever talked about them. So I wanted to ask you whether um, <laughs> um right, uh, blah blah blah. My dad having to use a bus ticket to wipe his ass in Weatherspoons. We won't talk about that. <laughs> a bus ticket. We won't talk about that. Yeah, I'm bus tickets I are tiny. Can't, I can't. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and that's a true story. Um, has anyone ever called one of those "How's my driving" numbers? Um, you know, on the back yeah. of a van or a lorry. How's my driving? Call 0800 649 blah, blah, blah. Has anyone actually phoned up and gone, this person's driving like an absolute see you next Tuesday? I reckon the percentage of people who've thought about ringing one of those to the percentage of people who actually have is probably about, you know, 95 to 5 as a ratio. Lots of people think about it. So is there a call centre? I don't know. Do you know, a lot of time when I see them, I always think, oh, God, imagine the ranty they get i'd love to just ring them every so often and go hi just ringing about your van yeah this is the registration yeah i just want to say uh in answer to your question how is his driving it was superb really good really neat oh it's really a compliment just want to let you know okay cheers bye just give them something you know change change in their day because otherwise it's just going to be oh he's just cut me out he's coming out he's coming out yeah. lots of whinging i would imagine i don't know maybe there's no one there i mean <laughs> What if maybe that's the problem? A, no one's there to talk to. Well, ever. I assume, joking aside, that the main reason they stick them there is a way of saying to their drivers, because it's usually sort of large corporations, isn't it? And it's a way yeah. of saying to drivers, please, your representative Beware. company, do not drive like a twat. And just to make sure you don't, <laughs> we're giving the general public yeah. a way in which they can report you if you are door handling it at 100 miles an hour through a 30 zone <laughs> or something. And so it's more of a deterrent yeah. for their staff than a real invitation to punters to just call in. But I don't know. The next time I see one, uh, I might give them a call and just see what happens. I, I, I might. Oh, do you think it's just a really bored person waiting at the other end? I Yeah, I think there might be. Like, uh, I always imagine that sort of deep within large corporations... They, you know, if you say you're like Coca-Cola or, you know, Unilever or something, that you're, you, you might be obliged to still man a phone number that you used to print on your packets, but you haven't for years. And, but you still got to keep the line active, otherwise someone might complain that, you know, to an ombudsman, the, the fizzy pop or soap powder ombudsman. So you've got to, got to keep that number active and there's just an office somewhere and someone's got a phone in front of them and they're just waiting every so often it rings and it's an old lady going oh, everyone has a washing powder and um and you've got to talk to them 
I don't know if that's true. I'm just, I just, I that, in my head, I believe that that's is the just case. that. That's I've complained about having a Kit Kat with no biscuit in the middle what? before, and they just sent me like a, a two family bags of, uh, of of normal Kit Kats with a little apology slip. Was it a solid yeah. chocolate Kit Kat. Yeah, it was a solid chocolate Kit Kat. So it was actually really nice, amazing. but it wasn't what was described. Yeah, it was obviously just a faulty unit. And I, I said to my wife because it wasn't that long ago, it was under ten years ago. I just said, Do you know, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna write to their like customer services and take a picture and attach the picture. And they they just asked for my address and sent me, you know, like twenty four bars of of Kit Kat with a thanks for letting us know. Can we have the batch number, please? I expect. I expect someone lost their job just for the sake of me getting 24 free bars. But I hope not. It's probably a faulty machine. They probably just, you know, whip the machine a bit. But Yeah. That happened to my parents, actually. They they saved tokens to send off for some free tumblers from something. I don't know what, Schweppes, Tonic or something. And when they arrived, they were all smashed. Um, And so to say sorry, they sent loads more. But, like, the original offer was you got, you know, you collected, like, 100 tokens for four glasses arrived all in splinters and they went oh sorry about that and like said like 20 <laughs> glasses I thought it's too many we haven't got room for this I think we ended up taking them to the charity shop that. and giving them to friends because it's just like you've overdone it here Shreps it's, it's, it's very thoughtful but ultimately nah Joe I love a free mug love a free mug always have done I'll always try and get a, a mug from an interesting place. When I say interesting, I mean like a business that sells drain pipe or something like that. I'll always try and get a free mug if do I you, can. Do you ask if if you're in there? Do you, do you, have, do you notice you've got branded mugs there, mate? Do you um yeah? You got any spare? I I have, I have done when I've been filming at places. Yeah, I've gone. Uh, what are you doing with the? Yeah, I've got one from um. I got one from a, a hill climb. Uh, we were filming a hill climb for Fifth Gear. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was not Shelsley Walsh. Uh, the other one, Aston Clinton. It will come to me. I don't. They all sound like American sports presenters, yeah. don't they? <laughs> um, but <clears throat> hi, I'm Shelsley Walsh. Joining me here in the sports it is today, Aston Clinton. <laughs> it's, they're totally it. They're going to talk okay, about. Okay, just time to go over to the... Pike's Peak for a round about the weather. What's the other one? What's the really old one called? Oh, I don't bloody know. But anyway, I they didn't they the 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 people who were running the time the timing clocks and stuff noticed they had a really nice mug with some retro designs on. I said, "Oh, do you sell those?" They went, "No." I went, "Oh." <laughs> I said, uh, and at the end at the end of the day, they were quite pleased. I buttered them up. They were enjoying the filming and stuff. I said, "Can I have one of your mugs?" And the lady went and washed it out and just gave it to me. I've still got uh, it. In fact, I had a coffee so out of it this morning. Mark. We haven't got a tide mark. No, it wasn't grotty. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't horrible. It was sanitary. It was. It was half decent. But I, um, yeah, I, 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 I've got a thing about a quality sort of coffee mug that you can take into the out into the garden or into the workshop. I'm gonna gonna do my own line at some point. I feel it's oh, yeah. in me. Yeah, people say, is there a book in you? There, I don't think there is a book in me. I know there's many but, books in you, but there's a there's a mug. A couple of mug designs. There's a mug in me. Absolutely, there's a mug in me. Well, hang on. It, oh, yeah, I believe the expression is everybody's got a book in them. So, but in your case, everybody's got a mug in them. <laughs> yeah, I've got a mug in me. Yes, and maybe some t-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I've got. I, I could do. I could go creative with a mug or a keyring. More so than a book. Is that a reflection on my my base level of intelligence? I don't know. No, or no, my every, attention every, span. Every pot's got a lid. 
you might have pots. You could do pots. As well. um, on that note, uh, kill the kill the job. I'm writing another book at the moment because I stupidly uh, mentioned on Twitter that I thought, I've, for years I've sort of jotted down um, random bits of car trivia when I've heard them just because I find it interesting and I sort of never done anything with it because I assume that no one else does. <laughs> and um, but I mentioned it on Twitter the other day and I guess everyone's a bit bored. <laughs> lots of people went oh yeah i'd do that i'd have a book of boring car trivia so that's kind of put me under the spot on the spot now to finish the fucking i've thing, seen is this the shared component doing. tree thing? well that's the thing everyone goes absolutely nuts for shared componentry but i don't just want to do a whole book of did you know that the uh, tvr chimera is it's just like it, I, it, it, after a while it's just because it, i it's it gets a bit not interesting i mean it genuinely gets a bit I, I kind of like i'd like some of it to be so boring that people just go why the fuck are you doing that now uh, but some of it to go oh i did not know that thank you i've learned something <laughs> but something that you can repeat to other people go did you know um yeah but i've gone in deep on it now and i'm a bit i'm a bit i've got to finish you, the damn thing <laughs> oh you because you've committed now so it's yeah and also because i've got a top celebrity to write a foreword for it so um uh, I, I kind of I, that's also another reason I had to finish it otherwise I look like a bit of a knob if everyone's got a book in them I think this is almost like this is kind of getting closest to the book that was always in me because it's really boring and quite badly written but yeah. um, but it will happen nonetheless like your mugs it will happen it, it's going to happen Rich I'm telling you now and reusable um, water flasks. Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a few things. I think. <laughs> I think you've maybe you've got one in you. I think Why you've got you, you've you got should, a mug I, in you. I think you should do uh, other stuff that people don't expect. I mean, some stuff that seems like it could be quite logical, like cloths. And, and uh, I like a tea that... towel. I have bought a modern Ooh, toss tea towel before. Yeah, yeah, I liked uh, it. I liked what it. about Johnny Smith slash Carperver oven gloves? <sighs> Well, uh, my my worry there is that um, I shouldn't I shouldn't really be affiliated with any cooking utensils because uh, no, it's, it, really, it's not really because it's, it's not an accurate reflection of what I'm good at. Uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what is um, a coaster. Coaster. Oh, coaster. Coaster is mean... quite nice. I, I feel like a non-slip one would be good for. You know, for in the workshop or on the office yeah. table, uh, yeah. also known as a desk. <laughs> yes, the office table, office uh, table next yeah. to your sitting on units. You mean chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah chair. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just when you're using your word machine thing. <laughs> computer yeah that's the one yes the the typing the electronic typing machine <laughs> come on man i stayed up really late last night trying to finish some writing <clears throat> oh i think that's i'm gonna weird. have to drink quite a lot of coffee today yeah if only you had a mug with your own face on that you could do it out of yeah i did better. i i have thought about sort of extra large ones in the, the sort of sports direct size but i feel like they're a bit they're a bit gross can you hear my stupid dog yeah. woofing her head off downstairs? Yeah. She's is that annoying. indoors or outdoors? Is it in the no, garden? she's indoors. She just, you know, somebody walks past our house and she considers it a great slur on her doghood and has to shout at them until they go away. It's ludicrous. but uh, She's a dog, are. man. I mean... I know. She's just doing her job. It's what they do. Yeah. 
It's better than the cat. The cat threw up. Um, yeah, right next to my 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 dining chair this morning. So I had to eat my breakfast with. I, I covered it up beforehand. I just didn't want uh. to clear it up before I ate my breakfast because it doesn't feel right. Mm. But um, you know, uh, it, it's not the best. It's not the best. Oh, man. Well, anyway, this has been a a full and frank discussion of of many things. Um, we should do it again at the same time next week. Well, we are going uh, to. You know, we are. We are. But we in are. the meantime. We should also encourage people to go onto YouTube and check out our back catalogue of videos, which at the moment we can't make for obvious reasons, but we'll be back on that at some point, I hope. Uh, but in the meantime, go, go search Smith and Sniff on YouTube and have a look at it's sort of me and him in a car talking about stuff, sometimes reviewing a car and sometimes not. Sometimes just driving aimlessly but and getting sidetracked. There's over 103 videos in the archive now. Over a hundred and three means a hundred and four, doesn't it? Usually, that's that's. Well, I, let me just check because I I can't remember. I should have looked that up before making the statement. Let me just there's, check. There's Come a on. lot, isn't there? Because I think oh, if you yeah. add it all up, it's it's. Well, we've been doing it for what two years, three years, and so yeah, there's there's quite there's quite an archive there, which is um, good or bad depending on your point of view. So uh, yes, go and have a look at that. And the Smith and Sniff podcast will be back next week. Yeah, tell your friends and tell please your friends. Tell subscribe people. and um, give us, you know, give us some nice feedback. Um, we're not interested in bad feedback. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no. we are. How's we our are. driving? Don't bother calling the number. Is <laughs> hey, I didn't quite mean it like that, but I, I'm trying to work out how many videos we've done. It's not giving me a figure, which is quite annoying. It's, I, th- I think it's 105 from memory. Is it? So it is definitely a, more than 103. Yeah. Anyway, right, um, well, I've go. got to go downstairs and strangle my dog. So, um, uh, <laughs> right. Good talking, mate. I'll see you yeah. next week. Take care, folks. Bye. Bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.